So while we were anchored there, we had an evening when I was on watch and a whole bunch of birds started just kind of flocking around and landing on the ship, which crazy, unexpected. It was also like 2 a.m. So it's just me and one of my shipmates who were up on watch and we're having birds just land all over the boat. You'll hear like a plunk and you'll look and shine the light and there's bird. So to me, that was just an interesting experience, unexpected. And it's kind of a weird feeling thinking in this modern era where the world is so explored, I stepped someplace that probably has been pristine. Nobody's ever stepped there before. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're going to a place that no longer exists, the island of Hunga Tunga Hunga Ha'apai. It was created by volcanic eruption in 2015, and six years later, in January of 2022, it exploded again, and this time slipped back underneath the waves of the South Pacific. We joined someone who stepped foot on that island in the narrow sliver of time when it was still there to be visited. After this. I am, like, genuinely deeply jealous of you. Like, you're, like the idea of being, like, up, I don't know, how, how high are you up on the sails? I don't know for sure, but maybe 40 feet? Yeah. Yeah, so being four or five stories up, like, looking out over the ocean just sailing on this like big beautiful ship doing science while you're out there this is like you're describing my dream my dream trip here this is amazing if you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself. You might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. There's always work to do on the ship. We would be split up into different watches. Essentially, during your shift, you might be in the lab, let's say, counting zooplankton. You might be steering the ship or on lookout in the front of the ship. This is Cam Gallant. He is the co-founder of Blobfish Books 
and the host of the Radical Urgency podcast. Back in 2019, Cam had probably one of the coolest college semesters imaginable. This sailing journey through the South Pacific on a tall ship, all to do scientific research. Recently, Cam and I sat down and talked about the experience, and he shared some videos and audio that had been taken by him and his crewmates. You will hear these throughout the episode. My bunk was in the front of the ship, so as the ship would go up and down, you feel like you're almost on an amusement park ride. And when you're eating, the tables are all gimbaled, so they rotate and stay level as the boat rotates around them. And it's a really weird effect because it looks like your table is dramatically tilting, but all of your plates on the table are staying perfectly still. Later on, toward the end of the trip, I got to go aloft. So you climb up onto the sails and a little frightening since it pitches a lot more on the boat, but really incredible looking down. In particular, the crew is navigating towards an island the island of Hunga Tunga Hunga Ha'apai. It was created by this massive volcanic eruption in 2015. It was the kind of site that scientists didn't usually get a chance to see. I think of it as basically three islands that are stuck together. So there were two older existing islands, Hunga Tonga and Hunga Ha'apai. And then this was part of an old volcanic caldera the Hunga Caldera, and a volcano erupted right between those two existing islands. Uh, this was a Circean eruption, like a shallow water volcanic eruption. So this type of volcanic eruption is not super common to begin with. And then when it does happen, it's not common that the island actually sticks around. Normally, with this type of eruption, the islands will peek out out of the ocean and then they'll get eroded away really quickly and they'll be gone again. So one thing that was surprising about HTHH is it stuck around longer than anticipated. Hunga Tunga Hunga Ha'apai, or as Cam sometimes calls it, HTHH, was a scientist's dream. There were all kinds of things to research there. How the new land was already eroding, the birds and wildlife, the lake that had formed in the volcano's crater. Even NASA wanted in on the action. Turns out the island looked a lot like Mars. Of course, Mars is bone dry now. But by studying the erosion at Hungatunga Hungaha Pai, you can maybe get a peek into what Mars's past may have looked like. So coming up on the island, I was first just excited. I was actually steering the ship at the time. When we were first coming into the island, we could only see one part of it. it just kind of looked like a rock sticking up out of the water. When you come around and you see the island where you can see all of it, you have like this jagged green island to the right, green island to the left, and then a large gray tough cone right in the middle. It really reminded me, shape-wise, a little bit of Mount Kilimanjaro, except it's black. And it has these erosion channels running down 
from the top all the way down it, where the water's washing away that loose volcanic ash. So picture just this dramatic, large, black, volcanic cone that's rising up. And then it kind of flattens out on the right and left from that volcanic cone. And you have these two kind of jagged green islands that were part of the older volcanic caldera before that volcanic eruption. We had a little base camp when we first arrived. We took a smaller boat into the island and then dropped our dry bags on the beach and such and got ready to go exploring. You know, I saw your crew. It was maybe, I don't know, 20 people, like some uh, 15 people, something like that, like walking on this all black beach towards this gently rising uh, textured hill with all of these kind of channels that you describe. I mean, it's a little bit um, Mordor-ish. If, if you if you get right down to it, it's got this very kind of extreme, stark, uh, rough look to it. But it's also, you know, there's like a beautiful ocean and like a, a beach line. It's, yeah. What was your favorite part of being out there on the on this island? My favorite part was the volcanic lake. The island itself is only a couple hundred feet tall. It looks a lot bigger because there's nothing to show you the scale of it. And with all of those channels running down it. I think of it kind of like if you build a sandcastle and you run your fingers down the side. It just looks so much more gigantic. But it only took us maybe 20-30 minutes to climb on up to the rim. And once you're at the top of the rim, you get that reveal where you've been walking up the black volcanic rock and ash, and then you peek over the top and you see the turquoise lake. I have a question. Is this the kind of lake that you would, can you swim in that turquoise water or would something really bad happen to you? We did go in the water and nothing bad happened to us. Ah! That was kind of my question as well, though. You know, being cautious not to dip the head under. Uh Uh, But to the best of my knowledge, everyone was perfectly healthy. Actually, we needed to get in the lake a little bit because we were getting in these inflatable rafts. Just think like a colorful inflatable raft, almost like you might have at a pool. And we were using that with a piece of equipment to scan the bottom of the lake, just to see what that looks like down in there. The island was very windy. So having this really light inflatable raft and having only one paddle, like rather than, let's say you're kayaking, you have a paddle on either side of you that you can dip in the water. We just had one that we would hold. So there'd be two of us struggling against the wind, trying to go in a straight line across the lake. We ended up using this when we did the scanning of the lake, the bathymetry, we would tow a third person who would have the equipment with them and do those scans. So we needed to get in the lake a little bit anyway, 
But then afterwards, we kept exploring it. One of my colleagues, Grace, thought she found some hot mud as she was trudging around. And we went back to that site and she found that. Just really interesting discovery. And you could stick your hands in it and feel that it's definitely geothermally influenced. It, it was just super exciting. We didn't think there would be thermal activity at the lake. So picture sticking your hands into this like really fine mud. It's mostly made out of ash, so it's super, super fine. Not like I think of mud in my backyard and it's really gritty and full of rocks. And this is more like a paste, like a gelato or something. Yeah. And this is this is spa mud you're describing. Yeah, here. exactly. <laughs> it had some layers. You'd, you'd have a little layer of rock, but you could break through that and get more of that spa mud. And you just stick your hands down and you'd feel the kind of cool temperature of the lake. And then you'd feel the mud and it'd just be significantly warmer. And we would be pulling out handfuls of that mud and just kind of feeling the temperature as we pull it out and showing it to each other. I have to say, we've sort of studiously avoided <laughs> mentioning one, one notable thing uh, about this island. So maybe we should talk about uh, about this, the state of this island currently. Yeah, sure. So unfortunately, Hungatonga Hungahapai is gone now. There's still remnants of some of those older islands that I mentioned, but the main volcanic cone that I saw when I was there in 2019, and most of the island blew up. Um, this was early 2022, and it was a giant eruption. It sent a volcanic plume like 58 kilometers into the sky. It created the just a ginormous lightning storm. Um, and sadly also, of course, when you have an island erupting, um, created a lot of damage over in Tonga as well. Yeah, so this was not a case of the island slowly eroding or like eroding away, which is what you described before, sort of these islands sometimes appear and disappear. In this case, it like exploded in one of the larger volcanic explosions in recent memory. Yes, exactly. Uh, it was unexpected and possibly because of the combination of the water and the magma, it had a ginormous eruption. There's a really great Reuters article. It's a visual showing the lightning that was created during that. And in that article, they mentioned how basically the ensuing lightning storm was off the charts compared to previously recorded events. They said that almost 400,000 strikes were recorded in six hours. And there was one five-minute period on that graphics that says 25,000 
roughly 25,500 lightning strikes in five minutes. This was a crazy volcanic eruption. What was your reaction when you heard this? You had been there like a couple years earlier. How did, uh, like, how did you hear about this? And, and what did you feel when you heard it? I was just stunned when I first heard about it. I actually heard about it from our Snap channel from our shipmates. So one of my shipmates sent us a news story on it. A couple people died in the ensuing tsunami. The undersea internet cable for Tonga was severed. The whole uh, island was covered in ash. So it's definitely a tragedy. And yeah, it's something that you don't expect to happen. And particularly someplace that you've been before and walked on and explored, and then it's gone. For me, it really reminds me of impermanence. I think that there are so many things in life, you know, eventually there will be a last to each thing, but most of the time we don't think of that at all. And seeing of all things an island blow up and have its last moments in the sense of what I saw in 2019, I think that's a great reminder of how important it is to really cherish each moment and remember that we each have a limited time exploring and seeing all of these incredible things. Thank you to Cam and Sally Chu for providing the audio from their time on HTHH that we used throughout the episode. And a very special thanks to the entire class of S288 who made this trip out to Hunga Tunga Hunga Ha'apai. You obviously can't visit the island anymore. It is gone. But we will put a link in the show notes to the great Reuters article that Cam mentioned. You can check it out if you want to learn more. This episode was produced by Sarah Wyman, Amanda McGowan. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes Dylan Thuris, Doug Baldinger, Camille Stanley, Baudelaire Seuss, Gabby Gladney, Manolo Morales. This episode was sound designed by Chris Naka and mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you soon. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. 
The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. 